Welcome back, everybody. This is just saying in the year 2024. I'm Shay, as always, here with Jarris. It's 2024? 2026, actually. Well, um, <laughs> I wrote 2023 on a form I was writing yesterday. Well, great. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope everyone had a fantastic holiday season, holiday break, a new year. Um, we enjoyed our two weeks off here from the podcast. Um, a lot happened. Spent a lot of time with friends and family and just really relaxed, took in, you know, took in the moment. And uh, it was just really, really great. Did you have a good, good break, Jairus? I did, Shay. And as always, with Christmas, the most important thing is the gifts you got. The, all right. And I'll well, tell you what. Well, I got some great gifts. That's that's debatable, but okay. <laughs> I'm a winner, see my prize, you're a loser, surprise. <laughs> um but yeah, we we had a great time. Glad uh everyone else is here joining us and we're we're back for our first episode of the brand new year. We have a good one for you. It might seem maybe a little bit like a, a speed round or a speed run episode because we were off for two weeks. So there was a whole lot that we would have had to keep track of, but we didn't. If we talked about everything, people, this would be an eight hour plus live stream. That's exactly why we did not keep track of everything. So we're just going to kind of breeze through the highlights of the stuff we usually talk about. We're actually leading off today with Marvel and DC, which we haven't talked about DC too much on this show. So that's pretty cool. Then we're going to dive right into sports and we got all the sports to talk about, right? Plus college football because it's coming up on championship week. So I think we got a really good episode this week. Yeah, make sure you all stick around. We also got the World Juniors, which is an international hockey tournament that we're going to talk about. And the new Professional Women's Hockey League launched January 1st. That's right. It's here. So stay tuned. Make sure to like the episode. Follow our page so you don't miss out in the future. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start with Marvel. Um, the big news while we were gone for Marvel, for sure, is reported from CNN's Allie Rosenblum. Jonathan Majors, who we talked for a few episodes about and his, his trial that was ongoing. He was convicted of third-degree reckless assault and a non-criminal harassment charge, acquitted on one count of aggravated, aggravated harassment and another assault charge. Uh, pretty right after that, he could face up to a year in jail, by the way. Um, right after that, immediately Marvel fired him. And, um, which was the right thing to do. hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not shocked that he may only face up to a year in jail. Uh, but in my personal opinion, it's, uh, not right, but we don't need to get into those details, the politics of it. Excuse the dogs for barking. Um, but the MCU now is up in the air. They have Echo, which we are also going to talk about briefly. Echo starting just in a few days as of this recording. Then their only movie of this year is Deadpool 3. So they don't they don't have a whole lot going on this year, which is very which is new really since the start of the MCU. So what what's going to happen with Kang? So, Shay, there's, there's been a lot of rumors, right? A lot of rumors is, are they going to recast the role for Kane and keep going? Or are they just going to move on from Kane completely? From what I've read from a lot of sources, the signs are pointing that they're going to recast Kane and keep on the path of the multiverse saga that they've been on. Uh, included in the rumors, John Boyega, which mostly you know as Finn, from Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, Will Smith and Denzel Washington all have been rumored to be recasted as Kane. 
in my opinion, John Boyega fits the best as the role, but that's my opinion. Um, the other rumors <laughs> are if they move on, uh, Doctor Doom will become the new main MCU villain. But my opinion, I think they're too deep in the Kane storyline for them to deviate now. And with the multiverse, it's very easy for them to just say Jonathan Major's variant of Kane was killed off somehow. And now you got John Boyega's variant or whoever is going to play Kane comes in. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, when we discussed during our break who we thought might be a good uh, recast for Kang, my first answer, because the first person that came to mind was John Boyega. Um, I love Will Smith and I love Denzel Washington, but I just think they're too old to play the part. Not that they couldn't do it because they are phenomenal actors and could do it. It's just you would have to de-age them to do it not that disney doesn't have the money to do it but that's just a lot of time that i don't know if disney has um i think we could see a combination of both recasting but also moving on from kang i agree with you i think they're way too deep into the story to just write him off completely but i wouldn't be surprised if they do recast him but his um his his role within the MCU becomes smaller and a new villain like Doctor Doom, which would be awesome, um, does pop up and is actually the big bad, the main villain of what's going on. Um I think I think it could be a combo of both and he'll just play a lesser role to try and just forget about Jonathan Majors, but you know, you never know. We'll see. But very Shocking news. Um, of course, we all wanted him to be not guilty if he didn't do it, but he did it. So he deserves everything that is coming for him. Yes, uh, we have definitely seen, you know, time and time again, uh, actors, you know, Hollywood athletes have gotten like kind of like, you know, the special treatment, not really facing the consequences that they should, but. Disney did the absolute right thing, fired him part ways since he was guilty. That's exactly what should happen, and I'm glad they did. It is very unfortunate that we will not see Jonathan Majors again mm -hmm. in the MCU because he is a great actor. Yes. But not so good of a person, <clears throat> as right. we have found out. His uh, sentencing is next month, so we'll keep you posted on that, um, what becomes of it. But... I think that'll do it for Jonathan Majors here. Um, what if season two came out also on our break? We didn't watch it. <laughs> no, just didn't have time. So, um, so, you know, big Marvel fans here, part of the podcast. We didn't watch it. We will though. But we will be, and we will get back to you on it. We are very excited. And also like we alluded to earlier, just a few minutes ago, echo starts soon. And I am so excited for Echo. Marvel's first like R-rated take on anything. Oh, it looks so good. If you have not seen the trailer yet, please watch it. And all five episodes are going to drop at once yes. on January 9th. Yes. Cannot wait. That's going to be really, really good. I th think that's it for Marvel. Yeah, I think so. Gonna... And I think also with Echo, by the way, the Kingpin is the main like villain, yes. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's what they're going to lead into with the new Spider-Man movie. It's going to be like a I've seen it's going to be like a, a kind of an at-home movie. It's not going to be like this, you know, huge global yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's going to be like within New York, which is what I would like to personally see, which I think would be great. It it's different. Yes. You know, it's different from what Marvel has done for a while. I think yeah. it, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, I I I agree. I think Kingpin might be I think I saw this yesterday somewhere. Marvel might be trying to make Kingpin the Thanos, the street level Thanos. Which yeah, yeah. would be awesome. Um if you have not seen uh Vincent D'Onofrio, the Kingpin in the um Netflix Daredevil series, 
he would be a really good street level Thanos. Just saying. Um, DC news while you're gone. Aquaman 2 came out. We have not watched it. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> Maybe not until it comes out on streaming, Max, but we will. <laughs> but we will. Um, unfortunately for them, for DC, for Aquaman, Jason Momoa, who I love, uh, it bombed. It was number one at the box office opening weekend, but it was like the only release. Uh, it only brought in 28.9 million its opening weekend. So yikes. Very, very, very unfortunate. Um, it's most likely the last time we'll see Jason Momoa's Aquaman, which sucks because he was, he's a fantastic Aquaman. Um, and Aquaman 2 also marks the official end of the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe, and marks the beginning of James Gunn's new DCU or just DC Universe. I did want to mention this because I thought this was interesting. So Zack Snyder, I forget the name of the movie, I apologize, but he made another movie uh, that was like an action movie and it didn't do very well. So a lot of people were saying, see, uh, Warner Brothers, DC made the right decision by getting rid of Zack Snyder because his other project didn't do well. Oh, the, his one that just came out? Yeah. That's a rebel moon on Netflix. That's his, it was his, um, star Wars project before Disney bought star Wars and, um, said they didn't want him to direct. So he's been actually sitting on that for a long time. It didn't review well rebel moon with critics, but overall, like fans watching it and people on Netflix watching it, it's actually done pretty well. And he's, it's a trilogy. There's going to be two more, um, their chapters. So I watched the first chapter. I th- I thought it was pretty good, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. It's rebel moon on Netflix. Oh yeah. No, I was just wondering <clears throat> your thoughts, you know, maybe if, you know, that weighed in, you know, like, Oh, Hey, see, we were right by getting rid of Zack Snyder. Cause his next movie didn't do very well, but no. I think it's, totally unrelated i i think it's unrelated they he had to move on from justice league because his daughter committed suicide so he couldn't finish justice league that's why dc brought in joss whedon who did avengers uh, age of ultron to finish justice league but it was so bad joss whedon tried to make it his own movie with what Zack snyder already had filmed and work and done completed instead of just completing Zach's work. So justice league bombed and was reviewed terribly and the fans hated it. Um, so that's why Warner brothers got rid of him and he wasn't in the right state of mind anyway to really keep going at that point in time, obviously for right. <laughs> the yeah. r- perfect, no, completely perfectly good reasons. Understandable. Um, but that's why the Snyder cut came out on uh at then hbo max a few years later because the fans kept saying release the snyder cut release the snyder cut and they finally did and in my opinion it is my favorite superhero movie of all time it is just a four-hour masterpiece in my opinion it is so even if you didn't you don't think it's a masterpiece or whatever it is still so much better than the theatrical justice league So I think it's unrelated for sure. I still stand by my hot take that if Zack Snyder was allowed to finish his DCEU vision, it would be better than Marvel uh, and the MCU. But that's an alternate universe that we will never get to see. That is true. But I'm excited to see what James Gunn does. Um, I have faith in him. Obviously, fantastic with Guardians and everything like that and Peacemaker. So I'm excited to see how it goes with him. I do too, and I I want to say if you guys are doubtful, just give it a chance. Yes, I know a lot of people like Zack Snyder, and I know they like the DCU, but you know the moving in a different direction. And like we said, we we trust in James Gunn; he's shown what he can do. Yes, so that will do it for movies and media, pop culture, Marvel and DC side, obviously. Uh, we're going to move into sports. Big 
big two weeks, obviously, and we're going to lead it off on baseball. Yes, Jay. Um, for the MLB, like we said, we're going to keep you up with everything during the offseason. I believe it's about 41 or 40 days until spring training. So, yes, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get into that when it comes. But for now, we got some minor trades and signings. We're just going to list them off here real quick. These are per Mike Petriello. Yes, of MLB.com. Of the MLB.com. And Shay is going to correct me if I butcher these names. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> so first, uh, the Seattle Mariners sign center designated hitter Mitch Garver. No, to... it's catcher and designated hitter. Catcher. <laughs> See, that's why he's here. <laughs> catcher slash designated hitter Mitch Garver to a two-year, $24 million contract. The Blue Jays sign center field Kevin Kiermeyer. 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 <laughs> To a one-year, $10.5 million contract and utility, Isaiah Kinner-Falefa. Kiner-Falefa. Kiner-Falefa to a two-year, $15 million contract. <laughs> the Red Sox signed right-handed pitcher Lucas Gilolito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's to fine. a two-year, $38.5 million contract with an opt-out option after 2024. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a little bit of trades. The Atlanta Braves receive left-handed pitcher Chris Sale and $17 million with infielder Vaughn Grissom. Grisham. Grisham going to the Red Sox. <laughs> and per Jeff Passan, the Mariners send left-handed pitcher Robbie Ray to the Giants in exchange for outfielder Mitch Hayner and right-handed pitcher Here we go. Anthony Desclafani. There we go. <laughs> So, before we get into the other ones, uh, what is your thoughts on the Red Sox moves? Uh, us signing the pitcher, Lucas Giolito. We need pitching, and I'm glad we signed him, but I think we signed him for too much money. He hasn't had... He's had a, a, like an okay last couple of years, so I don't think he's worth... The two-year deal I'm fine with, but I don't think he's worth the money for the two years. Um, but I'm glad there is an opt-out after the next season. Uh, Chris Sale. This one kind of sucks. <clears throat> Chris Sale, all-star elite pitcher when he's healthy. He helped us win a World Series in 2017 after we signed him from the Rays. Um Unfortunately, pretty much after that World Series win in 2017, he has not played a full season because of injuries. He's missed two complete seasons because he had like Tommy John surgery and stuff. But with other injuries like ribs, rib and back or knee or something like that, he has not played a full season. Um, So if he goes to the Braves and is healthy, the Braves just got even better. Like I, I don't, I, I don't even know. Um, and we're paying the $17 million. That's I mean that that's fine. There's no cap in baseball, so it doesn't really matter, but us getting Vaughn Grisham, um, I think is great. <clears throat> we need the offense. We need the power. Uh, funny little fact. Uh, Von Grisham was a rookie last year for the Braves and his very first major league hit happened to be his very first major league home run against the Red Sox at Fenway Park in Boston over the Green Monster. So he'll fit right in. Um, so That's I'm happy. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. Hopefully things work out. Um, but yeah, kind of mixed feelings about our off season so far minus us firing our gm i'm so happy about that long time coming yes but so after the off season moves so far in these couple here where do you think like the weakness sits with the red Sox? like what's their greatest strength or what they should improve on still our pitching our pitching for the last 10 years or whatever has always been not good but we also fired our pitching coach who's been with us for like five, five years. So maybe we'll improve our pitching finally. 
but that is definitely still our biggest biggest concern hey there's still some there's still some free agents out there you know some free agent uh aces that you could sign we'll see you never know we'll see (laughs) but moving on uh the tampa bay rays this just happened a couple hours ago but they made a couple trades uh the rays acquire outfielder richie palacios from the st louis cardinals for right-handed pitcher andrew kittredge and they also acquire infielder jose caballero from the mariners for outfielder luke Rayleigh. so i'm Again, I've just kind of gotten into baseball. I'm not too familiar on these players. So if, if you guys have any thoughts or you guys are more knowledge, knowledgeable than us, go ahead and leave a comment, weigh in, you know, what this does for the Rays. You know, are these just depth signings or are these really going to move the needle for the team? Let us know. In all reality, none of this matters since the Dodgers are going to win the next 10, <laughs> 10 World Series. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. So. <laughs> anyway. The next... <laughs> New England Patriots of baseball, people. <laughs> it's happening. Okay. Love Shohei, though. I absolutely love Shohei. Yep. And it's funny because I saw a post and it said, you know, everyone <clears throat> wanted Shohei Otani until he signed with the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. And then they started saying, why are you going to pay that much for someone that's not even going to pitch? Yeah, it's stupid. So just... you just hate him because he's not on your team. That's it's that simple. Yep. So. Hey, Dodgers, they can spend the money, so they get the players. So, speaking of the Rays and how we can never have nice things, um, from RJ Anderson and Dan Perry of CBS Sports, this has been an ongoing story for the last, I'd say, four months now. Yeah, since last baseball season. Uh, Our star shortstop, Wander Franco, is awaiting the ruling from a judge after being arrested in the Dominican Republic on Monday. The report from prosecutors alleges that he had a relationship with a 14-year-old minor. Way to go. And provided the victim's mom with a car and cash payments in exchange for consent and basically hush money. So, good job, Franco. Way to go. We, we haven't heard anything about Wander Franco for a while, actually. Um, but he was suspended from the team ever since. Almost like immediately after. Yeah, ever since this came out. So he didn't finish the year with the team. Like there was like a few months left, I think. Um, but we have not heard about this really since. Like it was big for a couple weeks and then nothing. And then he gets arrested in the Dominican Republic. Um, yeah. And actually an update uh, came out again like a couple hours ago uh the judge decided that he will be freed while he's awaiting his sentencing yeah that some people that i know and used to work with or whatever um you they 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 said well he's he's got to be innocent because we just haven't heard anything nope that's that's not true at all no you you think you think prosecutors can just go out and tell people about what's happening? No, no. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's not how. So it if works. you don't hear anything or not, that doesn't mean that he's not guilty. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's... unfortunately for him. Uh, it look it's looking pretty pretty bad. But you know, if he really did what the prosecutors are alleging, then uh, you're a disgusting human being. Yep. And good on you for ruining your career and trashing the Rays' reputation further. Yes. Thanks a lot. (laughs) But in all seriousness, that doesn't matter. Condolences, if you did it, definitely go to the victim. That is horrible. For sure. And, you know, I hope he gets, you know, the sensing that he deserves. Yes. And it's not looking good because the report was 600 pages long. And he failed to show up to his court summons. Yeah, it's so not looking again. Way to go. Yeah. The Rays cannot have a nice thing <laughs> ever. Hey, but we're getting a new stadium, <laughs> so woo. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. 
Uh, we have a little bit of time before we have to take a break. The World Juniors. Now, this is really the first time that we've discussed. This is an international tournament, by the way. This is really the first time we've discussed international sports on this channel. But, oh my God, this is an exciting tournament. If you love hockey, I would highly suggest rewatching it. Or if you watched it, you were in for some good hockey. Um, all the players are between ages 18 and 20. Um, they're either draft eligible in the next couple years or they have been drafted. So you get to see some prospects that your team might have drafted. You can see how they play and all that, right? So the tournament ended today. The USA takes gold over Sweden, 6-2 to two in the gold medal game. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> so um, Trey Augustine, who was a pick, a second round pick for the Red Wings in last year's draft, phenomenal, uh, b- backed up the net for the USA pretty much the entire tournament. Um, and our our prospect, the Tampa Bay Lightning's prospect, Isaac Howard, who was a number 31st overall pick in 2022, had a pair of goals in that game. Obviously, anything here doesn't really matter for the NHL, the World Juniors. Like, it's not a sign that he's going to be an NHL superstar or anything. But it's still cool to see. Um, but the big shock goes in the bronze medal game. Czechia down... Five to four against Finland scores four goals in 50 seconds. Crazy. Now, granted, the two of the goals were empty netters. No, well, but but still. they scored the two goals, including the go-ahead goal, in 15 seconds, and absolutely shock Finland. And they take the bronze medal home with a final of eight to five. Pretty insane. <laughs> so, uh. USA was pretty much the favorite to win that tournament, but I think Czechia was the biggest surprise. They knocked Canada out in the semifinals, which, again, crazy game. It was like less than 30 seconds left. They, they scored to put themselves up 3-2, to two, sent Canada home, and they, they do it again. They shock Finland, and they get the bronze. So congratulations to Czechia. Uh, Sweden obviously gets silver, and the USA takes home gold. That's right. We're the best. So, Juniors. Yeah. Uh, for the NHL, uh, not we're not really going to talk about a lot, like we said, because it would be an eight-hour-long podcast. But the 2024 NHL All-Stars were revealed, one from each team. Connor Bedard now becomes the youngest All-Star in NHL history. Well-deserved. 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 And uh, also includes Nikita Kucherov from the Lightning, David Pasternak from the Boston Bruins and the goat Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, well-deserved. So, um, 12 other people from each conference, uh, are voted in by the fans. The, you can vote at NHL.com. The voting ends January 11th. Hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) So there you go. Those are your all-stars, uh, moving on uh, a little bit about the records. Uh, the Boston Bruins are now 23, 8, and 6 overall. They're 5, 3, and 2 in their last 10. The Lightning are 19, 16, and 5 overall, and they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. Uh, the We're kind of in the similar spot here because the Bruins aren't playing, you know, very well, kind of been shaky. And the Lightning, they've been winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one. So. Yeah, kind of the same as when we last talked about how our teams are doing. The Bruins were had four wins in a row out of the Christmas break, um, but then we you know we just lost the uh, Pittsburgh last night as of this recording. Um, yeah, Bruins they just seem to win a few games, then lose one, win a few more, maybe lose two or three, win a few more. So we're staying ahead of the curve, which is what we want, um, but it's just not lights out like it was last year yeah i think for both of us really what it comes down to is consistency for sure yeah but we're gonna go ahead and take a short break when we come back we're gonna give you an updated playoff picture of the nhl and we're gonna also talk about the college football playoffs and the pwhl so stay tuned 
Welcome back, everyone. After that very brief break, for us, it was about five minutes. For you, it's only going to be about eight. So eight you don't what? have to wait. Eight what? Se- se- seconds, right? Or or is it metric? It's actually eight days. <laughs> oh, did we time jump? Do do we go into one of those uh, like? You know, time walls that we saw in the Marvels. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway, where we left off, we were going to give you a overview of the current hockey playoff picture. We're we're not quite halfway through the season yet, right? We're almost Uh, there. Just about. A lot of the the teams have played at least 36 games. So we're we're almost halfway there. We're halfway there. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if anyone knows what I'm referring to in that, but okay. So the Boston Bruins lead the Atlantic division. The Panthers and the Maple Leafs round out the top three. The, for the Metro division, the Rangers lead with the Hurricanes and the Islanders in the top three. The wild cards, uh, wild card one are currently are the Philadelphia Flyers and wild card two is the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, we have the Red Wings, the Devils, Capitals, and Penguins all in the hunt. And the interesting thing is the Flyers, the wild card one is 44 points. And the Devils, Capitals, and Penguins, who are 5th, 6th, and 7th, all have 42 points. Very close so right now. Very clustered right now. And then the Red Wings are in the hunt. They have 42 points. And the Lightning have 43. So that's for the East. For the West... The Colorado Avalanche lead the Central Division with the Jets and the Stars in the top three. The Vancouver Canucks lead the Pacific with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings in the top three. And the Predators currently hold the first wild card. And the Seattle Kraken are back in the playoff spot with the second wild card spot. But the Oilers, Flames, Coyotes and Blues are on the hunt. The Red Hot Oilers. <laughs> yeah, the Oilers definitely making a a run at it. They've won six in a row, and they have McDavid. Let's not forget. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely very close. I know the last couple of years, we basically knew who was going to be in the playoffs by the All Star break, which is in about February. So I'm all for this close fight playoffs coming down the last game sort of thing i think it makes for a lot more exciting hockey so i'm all for it if it's able to stay close like this throughout the remaining of the remainder of the season it's going to be really fun to watch and pay attention to yeah i will say the lightning keep playing the way they have if they win lose one if they play 500 hockey we're not going to make the playoffs so we're definitely gonna have to get better bad news for us is that we played more games than anyone else and our schedule does not get any easier. Damn, I'm so sorry. I know you're so sorry. <laughs> hey, screw you. <laughs> and with that, we are done with the NHL. And now we're going to talk about the PWHL. The PWHL. Which is the Women's Hockey League. It sounds a little fancier. I hate it. Love it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Shay and I watched the Minnesota versus Boston game because since Tampa Bay is not in the original six, I'm giving my fandom to Minnesota. But Shay, you you are part of the original six for the second time. Once again, yes. How does that feel? Pretty great. And I think this league is going to be successful. So in I, 20 I years to say, hey, I was still part of the original six, going to be pretty great. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think this league's going to be very successful. Uh, the launch was a huge success. We're going to get into that right now. So in the first game, uh, the Toronto, or not the Toronto, because there's no team names. It's just Toronto. The Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Toronto. <laughs> okay. Toronto loses their home opener to New York 4-0. to zero. Uh, New York goaltender 
Corin Schroeder with a 29 save shutout, first shutout in PWHL history. And New York's Ella Shelton scores the first ever goal in PWHL history. So congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Um, after everything was said and done, there were 2.9 million total viewers across all the Canadian networks, which is really good. And if you want to get in on the action, all those games are being streamed on YouTube for free. Yes. Which is very smart decision. Yeah, if you don't have a... If you're out of network for the current teams, because um, each team does have a network partnership, um, which is awesome. They, I'm glad they do. Um, but if you're out of network, like the majority of us, since we not everybody lives in Canada or the northeast or northern part of the U.S., um, yeah, it's all streamed for free on YouTube. So you got no reason not to watch it. So if I ask you and you say you didn't watch it, I'm going to ask you why. And you got no excuse. <laughs> you know, unless you had something important to do, which is good. It's cool. <laughs> but anyway, watch it. <laughs> watch at least one game. Anyways, <laughs> the uh, all the games are being streamed on CBC, TSN, and Sportsnet in Canada. Minnesota is being streamed on Bally Sports. Uh, Boston is being streamed on NESN. Nesson. Nesson. And New York is being streamed on MSG Network. So that's how you can watch all the games. Or YouTube. Or YouTube. Like we said. The good news for the PWHL is that every Toronto home game is already sold out for the entire season. So that is really good news. A um, couple other games that have been going on. Uh, Montreal beats Ottawa 3-2 to two in overtime. And marked the highest attendance in professional women's hockey history with 8,318 total. So again, hell yeah. Successful. All the signs are pointing that this league is going to be successful. And the game that we watched against Minnesota uh, in Boston, Minnesota hangs on to win three to two. And that means so far, all the away teams have won every game. Very interesting. So, um, tonight is going to be a first night rematch between Toronto and New York tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. As of this record. So, uh, quick about that game. Both teams played very well, Minnesota and Boston. Uh, Boston definitely had a lot of pressure in, in Minnesota's offensive zone. Uh, the Minnesota goaltender, she kind of stood on her head, I won't lie. Uh, the shot's... Very heavily favored Boston at the end of the game. But Minnesota gets it done. Minnesota won. That's right. So that means that means Minnesota is better than Boston. Patrice Bergeron, not even going to mention yes. what acknowledge what you just said. Patrice Bergeron, though, was the honorary captain and helped name the first ever captain of the Boston franchise for the PWHL. Who is Hillary Knight. Which was awesome and exactly what we need and for at least the boston team all the boston sports pages on like facebook just across social media the red Sox, the celtics patriots the bruins were all sharing about the pwhl and excited for them like that's great that the city themselves are doing this and they should be but nhl where are you at? <laughs> you need to get on it. Where are you? <laughs> but as we said, it's the NHL, and they don't make very good decisions. No. So, what can you do? Yeah. Hey, Gary Bettman, promote the PWHL, please. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but, yeah, awesome. I hope, you know, all NHL athletes, they'll they'll go to games, you know, Prisov in Minnesota, he'll sh- maybe he'll show up to a game. You know, all yep. the NHL stars go because that's what happens in the WNBA yep. as well. So, yep. You have an off night in a city you're visiting or at your home city that you share with the PWHL and there's a PWHL game going on, go to it. Hope we see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, lastly, a couple of rules. 
that are interesting that differ from the NHL. If a team is on the power play and the penalty killing team scores a shorthanded goal, it ends the power play. So what are your thoughts? It's very interesting. I like it. Um, Shorthanded goals don't happen all too often to begin with. So I think it just makes the defending team on the power play gives them more of a reason to take risks and chances to try and be on the offense and score a shorthanded goal. So I, I think it's great. I personally love the rule. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, um, if you score a shorthanded goal, why should the other team still, still be, have, have the, the opportunity yeah. to score? Exactly. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Also as well, they've adopted a point system, and I've heard a couple leagues in Europe have adopted this, so they're doing it here. It's a three-two-one-zero point system, which means that teams get three points for a regulation win two points for a overtime or shootout win, one point for an overtime or shootout loss, and no points for regulation loss. Now, that's very interesting. Um, God, if a team dominates, then you'll never catch them on points. So it's kind of scary. But I think it's a nice thing a nice rule change, a nice thing that the PWHL can try out. I think the NHL, even if they're not promoting the PWHL, I think the NHL is watching this for sure for the future to see how it goes, but I'm not I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I just I'm interested to see how it works out. Yeah, same here. Um you know, you get 2 points if you get the win, but you get one point, only one point if you get the loss. I mean, I like the idea of, of giving less points if it goes to overtime or shootout because then that means, oh, you didn't defeat the team in regulation. Right. Right. But I don't know. The one, I don't know. It. I just feel like it's kind of too much. Like, it's kind of complicated. You know, <clears throat> there's been people in the NHL with the two-point system we have that that the team shouldn't get points if they lose at all. Like the fact that the team gets one point in an overtime loss or shootout loss that they don't think that that should happen. Which I'm one of those people. I personally just don't like the points in general, but hockey's been that way for a long time. So I don't think it's ever going to change, but yes. So we'll see how it works out and, and we'll see uh, how the standings look at the end of the season. I believe the season's only like 17 games long, so it's not it's not a long season at all. So we'll see. And we'll see how the ratings uh, turn out, especially on days where there is the NHL on, because mm-hmm. that will be the real test. Yeah, for sure. So one more quick question. Um, how does the style of hockey differ from the NHL? Well, brand new league, first games being played. But... Just the one, the two periods we watched or whatever, or that I was able to watch before I had to go to bed. Um, wow. I loved it. These ladies, I'll tell you what, they are fast. So fast. So agile. They can, they can stop and start or change direction on a dime. Honestly, Maybe it's because I'm used to watching the men in the NHL, right? Used you just used to those games. Seeing this was like a refresher, and I, I honestly liked it a lot more than the NHL. It was just so fast. There was so much action. Boston was in the offensive zone, so there were a lot of shots on goal. Was it perfect hockey? No, it's all brand new. These ladies are all brand new to each other for the most part. So it's going to take time for a you know, like a perfect game or a near perfect game to happen, right? But man, it was very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. I'd have to agree with you. And obviously, it's not going to be as physical no. as the NHL, which is fine. 
Like, I don't have a problem with, you know, them not throwing, you know, huge open ice hits, right? There's still, like, you know, the pinning up against the boards and the battle along the boards for the puck. But, like, just the transition, like, the other team gets the puck, they're just, like, off. Yeah. Off to the races. There's, so, like, Hawk, the NHL has definitely become more skill-based than in the past, where it's just brute force. Um, but there still is that brute force con concept, big hits. Obviously, some fights still happen, which are the best. Um, but with this, it almost feels like feels like there's even more skill involved with how fast they move and how quickly they can just change direction and just or just stop. Like it was, God, it was awesome to see. I thought the actual shooting too, like the release. It was quick. Yeah. Like so quick. For sure. Like I think I think those goalies so far in the PWHL have to be like super dialed in. Yeah. I yeah. I so. really liked it. I'm I'm excited to watch more for sure. Yeah. So we'll see how the PWHL does in its inaugural season, but so far it's been a pretty good success. Moving on, we got college football to talk about. Yep. College football. Is coming to an end. And uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> These semifinals games did not disappoint. Uh, <laughs> Michigan beat Alabama 27 to 20 on the last play um, in an overtime thriller. Alabama, Al- Alabama's quarterback. Oh, God. I just had his name. Damn it. Oh, my God. You just, well, you just said a. Regardless, he got stuffed. He got stuffed on like the two yard line, uh, fourth and goal in overtime. And Michigan was trailing like 20 to six or 20 to nine or something. So Michigan came back to send it to overtime. Um, incredible game at the Rose, Rose Bowl, no less iconic. Washington, the Huskies beat Texas. Again, on the final play of the game, uh, the Longhorns had a chance to tie it up and send it to overtime. But Washington's defense held strong. And for the first time in 10 years, 10 seasons, there will not be an SEC team in the championship as Michigan will face, the, the Michigan Wolverines will face the Washington Huskies for the college football championship this Monday. Yeah, and hasn't hasn't that been a while since Michigan has had a shot at the national championship? Not a sh- well, it's been a while. It's been since 2000 since they've made the championship. They've had plenty of shots to try to get there. Um but this is the first time since 2000 that they've gone to the championship. A uh, little quick Footnote, side note, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the college football committee was right. Florida State got absolutely mauled. Yeah, murdered. Just, I'm talking like went in, slaughtered everyone, and salted the earth so nothing could yeah. grow. Yeah. Um, all the people that were saying boycott the game against Georgia, I didn't think you were being serious. <laughs> I, I saw someone say too when FSU said they weren't going to show up. Yeah. I, I didn't realize they meant like this. Yeah, like actually not show up. They lost sixty-two to three against them Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, as much as I hate to admit, they were right. Oh yeah, they were right, and we got two incredible semifinals games because of it. So good job, committee. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, I'm, but I'm excited to see this championship game. It should be a great one. Uh, Michigan is is favored to win, but we'll see. Either way, I'll be happy because I hate Alabama and I hate Texas, and I don't care for. I I just have no feelings towards Michigan or Washington, so I'm excited to watch a game. And that's taking place on Monday night. Yes, this Monday night coming up. Moving on. Switch to the NBA real quick. 
just to run through our teams. Um, the Celtics are currently the best team in the association in basketball at 26 and seven. They are still undefeated at home at 16 and zero at home. Boo. And they're eight and two in their last 10 games. Um, believe it or not, they will probably never break their record for best home record in a season where they, when Larry Bird was on the team, where they finished 40 and one at home. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So literally to break that record, you would have to Be win. Perfect. Every game. Yeah. Every single game at home. So they almost did it. So it is possible, but it's probably not going to happen uh, for Jarris. Also dipping his toes into basketball. The heat are 20 and 14 right now. Fourth in the East. They've definitely gotten a lot better as the season has gone on and they're six and four in their last 10. So and Minnesota also leads the West at 24 and nine. That's your little basketball update. They've um, been a pretty good bounce back. Minnesota. Yes, yes for sure. Um, John Morant made his comeback during our break with the Memphis Went off his first game. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, did you see that dunk he had against Wembenyama? Yes. Oh, insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I don't I don't ever watch basketball, really. And I didn't need to, to watch it to know that that was freaking impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, he He's come back very strong. Glad to see it. Hope all the stuff he's done in the offseason and stuff has helped his mental health and Everything that went on last year that caused them to be suspended. Don't do it again. Yeah. Uh, but that does it for the NBA. Finishing off with the NFL. Right before, though, did you also see that game winner that Jokic had against Golden State? Yeah, Golden State was up to 127 to 103. And it with five minutes to go. And then because of the... Uh, half court shot from or nearly half court shot from Jokic. They won. Uh, Denver won like 131 to 129 or whatever. Like yeah. insane. Crazy, crazy. Insane. Uh, moving on to the NFL to wrap things up here in our first episode of the new year. And many more to come. 2024. Um, my Eagles, we beat the Giants during our break. Barely. And then we lost to the Cardinals. And not only lost, but Hertz had a great game. They were up 21 to 6 at halftime. At one point, halftime. And then the defense just fell apart. Yeah. Uh, we lost 33 to 31, I believe. So we're, st- I mean, we're in the playoffs this weekend, weekend coming up against the Giants last uh, game. I personally don't care if we win. I want us to just rest, bench all of our starters, rest them all. That way they're ready to go for the playoffs. I don't care about home field advantage because right now for the Eagles, doesn't matter. matter. It does not matter. So rest all our guys and get us ready for the playoffs because I'm not hopeful about it. Um, Jairus, your Bengals, they suck. I'm sorry. They suck. They lost both games over our break, and they're officially eliminated from the playoffs. How does that make you feel? I'm not surprised. But <laughs> in all seriousness, Jake Browning, great story. His first three games, he played very well. I I didn't think he was going to be able to hold it, let's be honest. So you never know. But it was kind of expected. It was going to fall off. We got eliminated. That's okay. There's next year. Hopefully Burrow has a healthy season and we come back stronger. Moving on to Jairus' second team because he has two football teams because he's so cool. The Jags lose to the Bucks, But then they beat the Panthers and the Panthers just suck anyway. Thankfully. Without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and uh, I saw in the update Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk are questionable. Yes. For the last game. And this is a very important last game. All the cards on the table. Yes. So speaking of, we are in the final week of the regular season. 
very uh, sad for football and it is a very very sad time for most of the country as that is the most popular sport but that just means the playoffs are right around the corner and oh yes. boy is the playoff picture still very chaotic yes so on the afc side the ravens have clinched the number one spot in the afc lamar he should win mvp uh, they did beat the 49ers on our break while we were gone and beat them pretty easily. And, and that could be a Super Bowl preview. And they crushed the Dolphins. Yes, that that could be a Super Bowl preview. But Lamar is just, he, he's, he should win MVP. He's the man. Uh, the Dolphins do hold the second seed right now. They have not clinched the division. Um. Because the Bills have been red hot. I believe it's if the Dolphins win, they clinch. But if they lose, then the Bills have to lose. Yeah. For them to clinch. The Chiefs, they did clinch their division for like the eighth consecutive year. Um, So they are the number three seed and they will finish as the number three seed. Oh, actually. Yeah. Fourth, because the Jags, the AFC South has not been decided yet. Right now, the Jags hold the lead. However, if they lose, they need the Colts and Texans to tie to get into the playoffs. Or or lose. Or... No, the Colts oh, and actually, Texans play yeah, each other. They play each other. And they need them to tie to make the playoffs. So, if if we don't win, we're basically out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Browns have clinched a playoff spot. First time since 2016, Joe Flacco came out of retirement story. off his couch and is leading the Browns Great into the promised story. land. It's Browns definitely surprised. Pretty amazing. Um, the Bills right now are the sixth seed. They have been red hot as of late, and finally they have shown up. They have a massive game against the Dolphins this weekend. Um, if they win, then they're... I mean, they're pretty much in. If they lose, they could still get in, um, but they they would need a little bit of help. Um, the Colts right now do have the seventh seed, but they play the Texans, who are right behind them in, in the on the bubble, in eighth. And the Steelers, Tom, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin. Thank thank you, Mike Tomlin. Once again, not a losing season. Um, so congratulations to him. Moving on to the NFC side, 49ers, they did clinch the number one seed. That was a while ago. Well-deserved. The Cowboys are the two seed right now. If they win this weekend, they will win the two seed and win the NFC East, which I don't don't care about anymore. Uh, The Lions hold the number three seed, clinched their first playoff berth since I don't even know when. (laughs) <laughs> that was their first division clinch too since 1993. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bucks are the fourth seed in the NFC South, which is kind of like the AFC South, totally undecided. Uh, if the Bucks win, they're in. They won the division. If they lose, though, they are out because the uh, the Saints, Falcons, are all still trying to win. Yep. Uh, win the division. Um, the Rams hold the sixth seed. Big turnaround for them. The Packers right now hold the seventh, but on the bubble, we have the Seahawks, Saints, Vikings, and Falcons. So it is coming down right to the wire to the round out these uh, playoff standings. Uh, I'm sad to see the NFL come to an end here, but it's only going to get more exciting because, it, like you said, it is playoff time. And I swear to God, <laughs> I'm just going to say it now. The Eagles are going to get knocked out in the first round. It's happening. We're going to lose in the wild card round. And, uh, you know, we need to fire our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Said it. That's it. Yep. But I'm with you because the Bucks and Jags could have made it easy on themselves, but they didn't. So now they are basically a must win situations. So we'll exactly. see, but, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to give you our super bowl preview and our playoff bracket since they'll be set. Yeah. Yep.
But uh, thank you guys so much for watching, for tuning in to the new year. Hope it's a great one for you. And we'll see you next week.